guys, and welcome back to another episode of Short Stories for Kids. The latest story up on our premium channel is called Hudson and Lucas Become Video Game Characters. Hudson and Lucas are playing their favorite video game when suddenly the robot from the game lands in their kitchen and the boys go on a wild adventure as their town transforms into the video game with floating gold coins, bananas, and gemstones. The boys compete to win points. But can they defeat the sea creature lurking in the lake? To listen to this story and more, join up to our premium channel and become a super fan of short stories for kids. Here you'll receive a Friday bonus episode every single week, plus our entire back catalog of over 200 original stories ad-free, plus premium-only shoutouts just for you guys. So to hear this story, just sign up to our premium feed in a couple of clicks through our website at shortstoriesforkidspodcast.com. Hey parents, this one's for you. Wondery's Kids and Family podcast, Little Stories Everywhere, transports your family to an imaginative world with enchanting stories and exciting adventures. In each episode, hosts Virginia Madsen and Robbie Damon read an original children's tale. These imaginative stories explore the exciting world of griffins, follow statues that come to life, and fly you to Cloudtopia, the land of unicorns. And if you've been looking for screen-free entertainment for your kids, Little Stories Everywhere encourages your little ones to use their imaginations. In one of their latest tales, you'll hear about Mark the Unicorn. He's just like any other unicorn, except he doesn't have a horn. And that makes him an easy target for school bullies. That is, until he runs into the most popular unicorn in school, Sprinkles. And their unexpected adventure changes his life forever. Listen to Little Stories Everywhere on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus Kids in Apple Podcasts or Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Our next partner, Athletic Greens, has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted better gut health, more energy, and an optimized immune system. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, or superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. I've been taking AG1 smoothie every morning now, and I feel so much more energized and ready to start my day. I love the taste too, a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to every morning. It's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash short stories. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash short stories to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So today's story request comes from Bennett, Clara, and Teddy. And they have a very detailed story request for us here. So they really love trains and honeybees. And they thought it would be a cool story 
for them to explore a train yard and they find a friendly honeybee named Soft Nectar and he would take them to the queen bee and then they would rescue a hive from being hit by a train. Wow, we love this idea, guys. Thank you so much for such a detailed request and we hope that you guys love your story. Are you all ready for this train bee adventure? Let's go. A train yard is a busy place. Trains are always coming and going, carrying items from one place to the next. There are lots of tracks and sidings full of freight cars waiting to be used. Some don't stand still for very long, while others haven't moved for years. It was near some forgotten freight cars that Bennett, Clara, and Teddy were currently exploring. They knew that train yards are dangerous places, so they were on the other side of a chain-link fence, peering in at the still and silent train cars. Do you think there's anything inside of them? asked Clara, looking at the long line of cars. They'd not been moved for so long that tall weeds had sprung up along the length of the track. Maybe they're full of candy, said Teddy, hopefully. Nah, said Bennett. It would all be old and moldy by now. These freight cars haven't moved for years. Like five years, maybe, suggested Clara. Or a hundred, suggested Teddy excitedly. In between the fence and the freight cars, amongst the many weeds, bees busied themselves as they visited the many tiny white and yellow flowers that bloom there. Hey, look, those are honeybees, said Clara. As she said it, one of the bees peeled away from the flowers and flew straight towards them, coming to a stop on the other side of the fence, as if it was looking right at them. Ha, look at this bee, said Bennett. Hi, bee, laughed Teddy. Hi, kids, said the honeybee. Wow, said all three children together. I'm Soft Nectar, said the honeybee, introducing himself. Not many kids can spot a honeybee. Oh, we love bees, said Bennett. And honey, chimed in Teddy. You bees are important, added Clara. Without you, the flowers wouldn't get pollinated. Hey, you really do know your stuff, don't you? said Soft Nectar. Have you imagined what it's like to be a honeybee? Oh, lots of times, smiled Bennett. Soft Nectar grinned. Then maybe I should help you with a little bit of honeybee magic. Suddenly, the three children found themselves shrinking rapidly, becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. Oh my, gasped Clara, we're tiny. We're so little, giggled Teddy, staring up at the towering plants that moments ago were brushing their ankles. Soft Nectar flew down with two friends and landed beside them. Come on, he said. Climb on and we'll take you for a bee's eye view of the train yard. This was too good an offer to miss. So the three children each climbed onto a bee's back and away they went. They flew straight through the gaps in the chain link fence. 
skimming the tops of the weeds and swooping and sweeping amongst the flowers. Other honeybees, butterflies, and insects busied themselves all around them. This is amazing, shouted Bennett over the buzz of the honeybees' wings. I love it, whooped Clara. They'd already reached the freight cars, so Soft Nectar changed direction and flew along the car's length. There were honeybees at work everywhere. Then Soft Nectar rose into the air rapidly, leaving the other two bees up and over the freight car's roofs. Now the children could see right across the train yard. Engines were busy shunting passenger cars and pulling freight cars in the distance. But near where they were, nothing seemed to be moving at all. It was like part of the train yard wasn't used for anything anymore. Except there was something moving right at the end of the line of freight cars. A big engine was slowly crawling towards them. As Soft Nectar led the other bees closer, the engine stopped and a group of people climbed down and began inspecting the last freight car in the line. What do you think they're doing? asked Clara. Looks to me like they're getting ready to finally move these cars, said Bennett. Move them? said Soft Nectar hurriedly. Oh no, the queen! He abruptly changed direction and flew as fast as he could back the way he'd came. The other two bees struggled to keep up. What's wrong? shouted Bennett. The queen, repeated Soft Nectar. She's in danger. The whole hive is in danger. The three bees angled downward sharply, flying down the opposite side of the freight cars. There were few weeds on this side, and so it was easier to see the car's wheels. And there, propped up against one set of wheels and resting across the rail, was an old wooden box lying on its side. Soft Nectar guided them towards a hole and flew straight inside. Soft Nectar and the bees landed, allowing Bennett, Clara, and Teddy to climb down. They were stunned by just how many bees were in there with them. Follow me, said Soft Nectar, and led them deeper into the hive. Who is this? said a stern voice up ahead. Your Majesty, said Soft Nectar. Please excuse me, but it is me, Soft Nectar. Yes, yes, I knew who you are, you silly honeybee, scolded the queen. I wanted to know who they are, she said, pointing a foreleg at the children. Your Majesty, continued Soft Nectar, these are my friends, Bennett, Clara, and Teddy. They are bee lovers. Oh, very good, said the Queen. But may I ask, why are they here? I fear I have terrible news, said Soft Nectar. The hive is in danger. The hive? In danger? said the Queen loudly. Every bee in the hive suddenly was all abuzz, repeating the Queen's words. A sense of panic was in the air. What kind of danger? Bennett felt like he needed to explain. Um, your majesty, he said as politely as he could. We think they're going to connect an engine to the freight cars that sit above your hive. Your hive is lying across the rails, so if the freight cars move, well, your hive will be crushed. The bees in the hive gasped at this horrendous news. 
Oh, how dreadful, said the queen quietly. Our beautiful home destroyed. We must abandon the hive, your majesty, urged Soft Nectar. All is lost. Hold on, wait, said Clara. I've got an idea. Go on, said the queen, not sounding nearly as stern as when they'd first met. Soft Nectar's magic made us small. We'll just make us big again, and we can lift the box safely out of the way, she said. A genius idea, said Soft Nectar. A horrible groaning sound of metal against metal echoed through the hive as it suddenly shook like an earthquake. That will be them connecting the engine, said Bennett. We need to hurry. Quickly, follow me, shouted Soft Nectar as he led the way back to the entrance. As soon as the children were on the outside of the hive, Soft Nectar used his honeybee magic to return them to their normal size. The wooden box that contained the hive looked so much smaller now. The freight cars jolted again as the engine prepared to pull. Quickly, yelped Clara. Bennett knelt down and carefully lifted the box. He wouldn't have dared move a hive like this under any other circumstances for fear of angering the bees, but on this occasion, he knew they wanted him to. No sooner was he standing up straight than the long line of freight cars began to move. The screeching noise of the rusted wheels moving after so many years sounded awful, but all they could do was stand there and listen, for there was nowhere for them to go. The fence was on the other side of the moving train. Where are you going to put the box? asked Teddy. There was another row of freight cars right behind them, but placing the hive under there could lead to the same problem. We could put it under the weeds, suggested Clara. Maybe, said Bennett, but it won't be protected from the rain like it was under the freight cars. Can you think of anywhere? pleaded Soft Nectar. Actually, I can, said Bennett. The last of the noisy freight cars slid past on the track, and they could finally see the fence once more. Bennett led them along it, looking for something. Clara was about to ask what he was up to, but then saw exactly what he was up to. He was looking for a way through. They'd come to a spot where the fence had rusted and curled away from the post near the ground. Judging from the hairs snagged on the wire, it looked like some animal used this route on a regular basis. Bennett gently pushed the hive through, then the three children followed, along with soft nectar and a growing number of honeybees, who would return to their hive to find it in the hands of Bennett. Where now? asked soft nectar. You're coming home with us, explained Bennett, and set off down the path. Back at their house, Bennett found a nice dry spot in the garden with plenty of cover to protect the box and the hive from the rain. Clara and Teddy then gave Soft Nectar a tour of the garden, showing the honeybee the best flowers and pointing out other gardens in the neighborhood. This will be just perfect, said Soft Nectar. By the end of the day, the honeybee colony was truly settled into their new home. Bennett, Clara, and Teddy received word from the Queen at just how pleased she was with them, and they learned she had made them honorary honeybees. 
They were welcome to visit the hive with the help of a little honeybee magic whenever they wanted. I need a sandwich, said Teddy, feeling hungry. Yeah, me too, agreed Clara. And I know just what I'm having in it too. Bet I can guess, said Bennett, already heading towards the kitchen. And all three of them said, Honey. The end.